Welcome to the MacCast. This podcast is brought to you by a cutting-edge community of YMCA camping professionals through the Mid-America Camping Conference, prepared by camp people for camp people. Today we're going to be talking through a brief overview of the Mid-American Camping Conference, what it is and why we're here. Then we'll move on to the focus of today's episode, a discussion on how we can support one another as camping professionals, our staff, and our campers through times of crisis. I'm Megan, and I'm the camp director at Triangle Y Camp in North Dakota. And I'm Nat, and I've been the Associate Executive Director at YMCA Camp Kentucky in Nebraska since 2008. Awesome. So we're going to start with just a brief overview of the MAC conference. Um, We're going to do a deep dive into kind of the history of the MAC and pulling that apart in the future, but um, to be able to to kind of give you a little bit of background about what the MAC is um, before we move on to the meat of our, our episode today. I kind of just wanted to touch base on uh, on what is the MAC, just in case you haven't been part of our community before, or maybe you're interested in, in coming to the conference. Um, so Nat, uh, if you wouldn't mind taking the reins, tell us a little bit more about what is the MAC and why are we here? Yeah, so the Mid-America Camping Conference brings together YMCA camping professionals in both day camp and overnight camp. And it's actually a conference, funnily enough, that is older than my camp. Um, the conference has been going on for about 80 years, and over the years it's grown to where it's at today, a gathering of around 250 camping professionals. And one of the things that's really neat and unique about this camping conference versus other YMCA regional conferences is it's hosted at a community camp, and so it rotates around between different host sites to different camps that are involved in participating in the conference as well as hosting it and um it's pretty neat it's a great opportunity what else do you want to know um i guess uh you've gone to the mac for a number of years now um and you've been the the chair and now kind of um sit as like an advisor of the the committee of volunteers um what are some of your like favorite things about the mac like why do you go every year Oh, man, there's so many reasons that I love coming to MAC. You know, one of the biggest ones is the people. I get to every year connect with new camping professionals who inspire me in so many different ways and give me all sorts of different ideas. There are people I can call on all throughout the year when I am having a question on how should I handle this or what's the best practice for that. And it's just really wonderful to find networking opportunities as well as so much inspiration and uh, hearing from so many brilliant people who are doing this work and are passionate about it, it's hard not to feel like your passion is reinvigorated when you're around a community like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm right there with you, Nat. I think it's such a great networking opportunity. Um, you really find your people at the MAC, or at least that's that was my experience. Um, and uh, it's a great reminder of like what an amazing community the camping community is. Um, so many times throughout my camping career, I've already like talked to multiple people who I've met at the MAC to help me troubleshoot problems or things like that. And we're going to get to that a little bit later with our um, supporting through times of crisis conversation. But um, what an amazing group of friends and wonderful people uh they also help remind you that like you're not crazy (laughs) like if you come to them with uh you know uh, almost anyone I've met at the MAC you know you come to them with a a problem or a question or a conversation and they just kind of help ground you in the work that we're doing which I think is also um a really wonderful thing about that community Absolutely, and I love that just like our camping, uh, our, our camps, our individual camps, and just like our YMCAs, 
The MAC is really a mission-centered organization or a mission-centered conference. The mission of the MAC is to strengthen the foundation of the YMCA camping movement by educating, connecting, and motivating its participants. And I think that that mission really drives everything that we do at MAC, and it has really driven my experience. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So we're going to kind of pivot the conversation towards um, kind of the the next uh, topic here of our episode and kind of the the focus of our episode today. Um, We are recording during the spring 2020 COVID-19 health crisis. And during this time, the world is just facing a lot of uncertainty. And we want to focus on ways to help support a couple different communities through this time of crisis. Uh, Our fellow camp professionals, our staff, and our campers, because all of these people need support and they all need it in kind of different ways. Um, So we're gonna focus first on our fellow camping professionals. And um, for me, one of the ways that I've seen is the most effective, and and, as camping professionals, we understand that everyone needs support in their individual ways and we gotta meet people where they are. But um, for me, one of the most helpful things that I've felt anyway is I, I feel like this community is reaching out um, more than ever. And I think that that is just something that we cannot do enough right now. People are, are being um, asked to stay home and help keep others safe in that way. Um, but, you know, we already talk about how camping can be kind of a, it can be kind of a lonely job. Um, you can sometimes feel like you're out on an island and the network of, uh, of camping professionals, especially that like the Mac brings together um, is so important and more important during times of crisis than ever. If we're going to talk a little bit broader about crisis in general, um, I don't think I've gone through like a camp crisis yet where I haven't reached out to, to another camping professional um, about whatever crisis I'm going through because um if you look kind of the broader things, you know, some things we can prepare for, um, like bed bugs, medical emergencies, things like that. Um, and likely someone else who we know has, has gone through them. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I find myself reflecting on so much right now, as I find myself reaching out to my Mac friends for very different reasons is just how much this, this community of people and these friends that I've made through the conference are really, uh, such a strong part of my network of support. And I think you really don't realize that until you're in those moments where, you know, for example, uh, Megan, I know you know that I'm on furlough right now, like so many people around the country and so many people in the YMCA. And uh, I have found myself filling a lot of that time with people that I've met at MAC or getting support from people that I've met at MAC. And it's so cool to be able to have people like that that I can reach out to who are sharing similar experiences or who are thinking lots of other big thoughts just like I am about what this means for our industry and for the camping movement Mm -hmm. and it's just nice to know that there are people there that that you can turn to and it's nice to to feel like you can be that for other people as well and that um, that reciprocity of support is really really cool and something that I've always loved about the Mac. Yeah for sure. I think another thing that I find really helpful is um, you know I mentioned earlier like sometimes this community can help you feel like you're not crazy like you're not making these decisions alone Um, and even though specifically with the COVID-19 crisis like this is something that's new to all of us um, you know our our community and our um, profession hasn't really seen this before necessarily um, to make these decisions together and to know that other camps are working through it with us and that we are all going to support each other through that decision. You know, we might even be making different decisions. Some camps are closing, some camps are staying open. A lot of camps haven't decided yet at the time that we're recording this. Um, but um, to be here for each other is just such uh, such a great feeling. And to know that 
that the whole camping movement is, you know, we're all in this together and we can kind of say that like tongue in cheek, but when it comes down to it, the reality of it is we are like, we are here from each other for each other all the time. And especially in times of crisis. When you look at the experiences that we've had at the Mac, and that's just so much the case uh, in, in every crisis, like you were saying, um, camp staff, I think, especially YMCA and Mac staff, staff and professionals are just so eager to share resources and you know whether that's hey here's this really cool flyer that i made or here's this t-shirt design or here is the letter that we're using to send out to our camper families to tell them that we're canceling this summer mm-hmm. you know i think that people in the math community really understand that a rising tide floats all boats and we're here to support one another and if that means that you borrow what i have right now i know that i'm going to borrow back from you at some point and it's really great to uh, have that sense that you don't have to do it alone, even if you are at a small camp where maybe you don't have a huge uh, network, or maybe right now you are at the show for your camp. Right, right. And I, that's one of the things that I love um, about our our camp community as a whole. Um, but I love that the MAC gives us the contacts and the networking and the community to reach out to those people um, in all times of crisis. Like, uh To me, the camping industry is unique in that way because uh, we're not in competition. And that's something, a conversation that I I feel like I had very early on in my in my career, which just helped me kind of open my eyes to like the the feeling of the camping movement as a whole is like, we are truly all here because a lot of other professions are in competition. You know, maybe they, they ship their product nationwide or they're fighting over, over people to, to choose their product and their product only. And camps, you know, some camp is great and more camp is better. And we are all just here to make the whole camping movement better and to help kids. You know, that's what we do. We help people. Um, and I love that about our industry. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that I see in that world of ways that we can support not just each other as professionals, but there's so many great opportunities for us to be supporting our staff right now. You know, I think that one of the biggest things that weighs on me is just thinking about what a significant impact this is having on our our young professionals, our high school kids who are missing out on prom, up through our kids who are in their first year of college and are experiencing that in a really different way. Um, You know, I think about me as a a teenager or me as like a young college kid. And if I had to be stuck in my house with my parents, I would have had a really, really hard time with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's just so many ways that I think that we can be doing things to think about our staff right now and to help support them. Megan, what are some of the things that you know that either you are doing, I know you've been doing some great things with your Triangle Y staff, or what are some things that uh, you've heard about other camps doing to help make sure that their staff are feeling that support that they need right now? Yeah, uh, we have been trying to keep in touch with our staff at Triangle Y Camp. Um, We did a Zoom call just last week where we kind of just chatted about, you know, this specific crisis and what we're going through right now. trying to be really transparent with our staff you know I told them I would love to see you back this summer if we're able to have camp like I want you there Um, but if you are needing like a for sure I will have work for you this summer answer I don't necessarily have that answer for you yet Um, which which kind of sucked to say and to tell our staff that but I think transparency is so important with our staff and kind of letting staff know where we are and and who we're considering um, or or who we're talking to and what we're considering as we move forward Um, and it was just so great to see all their faces 
faces. I think that was the most beneficial thing about that Zoom call was to see everyone's faces. Um, we played a few icebreaker games um, like scavenger hunts around your house and things like that and just kind of got back into the groove of, of what camp feels like because camp is so much more than a place. It's a community, it's a culture, it's a people. Um, and so kind of just getting that feeling back helped a lot. And then I asked him, you know, what was your rose and thorn right now through this whole this whole crisis? You know, we've been shut down for, I think it's about six weeks at this point. Um, well, what's your rose and thorn? Like what's really going well for you? What are you finding that brings you joy? And what's really struggling? Um, and a lot of people were, were, bring, were experiencing joy in the amount of time they were getting to spend with their family, which was really cool. Um, I'm glad they weren't like sick of them yet, but, uh, but um, a lot of our, our staff are really struggling with missing their friends, missing prom, those milestones you talked about, Nat, as well as schoolwork. Um, this transition into a virtual school has been easy for some and just absolutely so hard for others. And I really feel for them. Um, I'm an in-person learner and there's, you know, we, we know at camp there's different play styles and different learning styles and different ways, or in different ways people interpret things um, and learn things best. And that's, you know, not serving this virtual uh, online school isn't serving all of our staff in that way. And there's not necessarily a better way to do it, but um, but it's just been really hard in that transition. So getting to connect and providing those opportunities, um, as well as op opportunities for them to give back to camp. We're working on creating our virtual camp plan, and if people are willing to volunteer and be a part of that, um, it's, it's all optional because everyone, you know, needs camp in different ways right now. But um giving them a chance to feel like they are doing something and giving back has been really cool to see as well. Yeah, I love that. We've, we've been trying to do some different things to engage our staff in some of the online content that we've been creating. But I think one of the best ways that we're supporting staff right now is we've just been hosting office hours every week, um, just virtual, you know, through Zoom. And so people will drop in if they have a question. You know, a lot of times people are dropping in just to see if there's any updates on what is going on or if they just want to chat. Um, and it's been really nice, you know, it started out with just a few people and it's been picking up, I would say, as we get closer and closer to summer and, you know, sometimes people stay for five minutes and sometimes they're there for the full hour of the office hours, but it's just a really great kind of dedicated opportunity to have a time where you're thinking, all right, my only job right now is to be supporting staff and checking in on them. Um, some of the other great things that I think uh, are out there that you can do, there's so many different ways that you can reach out to your staff. You know, Bonjoro is a great, super slick little app that you can send a video message. And so we send a video message to all of our staff, just letting them know, hey, we're thinking about you and we know this is hard and you're in our hearts right now. And, you know, I think those little things make a really big difference for whoever we're reaching out to, whether that is our fellow professionals, whether that's our summer staff, or even if that's our campers, um, what are some of the things that you guys have been doing uh, to think about campers and what are some of the thoughts you're having on what their needs are right now? Yeah, um, we have been trying to reach out to our campers via our social media most. I've sent a couple of emails to like our camper families, but we're really trying to utilize um, our social media. It's been interesting. I thought we had a lot more campers on Facebook than we do. Um, I think our Facebook is mostly camper parents and that our Instagram is really where the campers are. And maybe I'm just late to the game on that. I'm not quite sure, but um, but trying to kind of pivot our uh, engagement to Instagram a little bit more and then trying to you know pull them over to our Facebook page through those things. Um, we're currently creating right now some Zoom engagement for our campers and trying to consider, you know, how do we do that safely? Now, I know you 
guys had a really great video that you did um, about uh, being safe on the internet. Where can people find that video? Oh yeah, great question. So if you are looking at resources to be able to create a video like that for yourself, if you go to the Summer Camp Society, that's kind of where that's hosted, um, where you can find both a script for the video as well as the video and link that you can share out. Um, otherwise, you can also go to either Camp Kataki's Facebook page or to Stomping Ground's Facebook page. That's another cool connection. You know, we're connected to Stomping Ground in many ways through Mac and through a lot of different other um, networking chances through camping. And so we were able to put that together uh, in collaboration with them. And so you can find it on either of our websites or, again, Summer Camp Society has graciously kind of put out some blog-style content for that. So if you just search... Uh, I think it's just online safety or virtual camp online safety on Summer Camp Society. You should be able to find it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, super great video that kind of just touches base on um, how to keep how campers can, you know, think about how they stay safe on the internet. Um, and also is always a great reminder um, on how we can help keep our campers safe on the internet as well. Um, so we're working on some Zoom chats right now and some ways to kind of engage in that way. Um, crafts that kids can take home. Um, Currently at my Y, we are considering putting together like some grab bags of crafts, which I'm really excited for that kids can kind of drive through with their families, pick up and take home. Because um, we heard from some, from some of our camper families that they are, um, they are tired of being on screens. Um, you know, Zoom exhaustion is, is a thing for some kids. Um, and so uh, some things that they can take home and kind of step away from the screen or take outside uh, are kind of what we're looking at right now. And we're just, just building the plans for those, but I'm excited to kind of implement those uh, those ideas. What have you guys been doing over at Kataki Nat? Yeah, so, you know, I think uh, we've been doing a lot of the sort of online content sort of things like a lot of people have and, you know, reaching individual families and emails and all of that fun stuff. One of the really great opportunities that I'm seeing some camps take, though, is, you know, I think that you were talking about the Zoom exhaustion, and I think that that is very true. But I do think that there are some camps that are doing some really great things that create genuine connection. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that I want to push people who are thinking about virtual camp to or uh, debating whether virtual camp is worthwhile one way or another is to really think about what is the essence of what you want to achieve with your virtual camp. You know, my daughter is in a virtual camp right now through Stomping Ground, actually, that, where they play D&D. And the thing that she loves about it is that she gets to talk to other kids, right? She's an only child. She needs other kid interaction. And we set up like play dates and different virtual things like that with her, her friends. But it's different because she is a camp kid and she loves making new friends and forming those connections. And so it's been really awesome to see her have some of those experiences. You know, one of the first things that I could tell right away, oh, this is cool. This is like camp, even though it's very different than camp. She told me that she was nervous on the first day because she wouldn't know anybody. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is what mm -hmm. she needed and this is what I was missing and what I can't give her as a parent is this chance to have those those feelings and those social interactions and figure that stuff out with near peer mentors and role models who aren't her parents um and so i think there's a lot of really cool opportunity to provide things with that one of the things that we had done with our teens with our cits is we've done a, a kind of virtual hangout with them and it was just like you were saying with the staff it's just so neat to see them form those connections and to see their faces and to see them excited to share whatever they have going on in their lives and so it's nice to be able to create those spaces 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to know, Nat, I'm going to pick your brain. Is there anything that you have seen so far that camps have done during this um, COVID-19 shutdown that you're like, man, even when this is over, that's something that needs to continue? Or maybe we can engage this process in future crises, crises um, or you know, we can use this in other ways. Is there anything you've seen that's really stuck out to you in that way? Yeah, I would say one of the things that I think going back to that idea I was talking about, about creating connection mm-hmm. is, you know, we, for, for Kataki, we're a camp that runs a lot of year round programming because we have the luxury of being within a half an hour of two of our major metropolitan bases. And so we can create those opportunities for kids to have ongoing relationships throughout the school year. Um, but for a lot of camps, it's not really a possibility. And for many of our campers, that's not a possibility. And so I think the, the opportunity to create networks and groups where you can have a sustained and ongoing connection is something that I've always been really envious about before and after school programs or other programs where it's not just a, a week or two weeks and then they're gone. And so I think finding ways to be able to sustain those relationships, whether they're forged in an in-person camp or whether they're forged in a virtual setting, but just being a little bit more intentional about the ways that we use all of the wonderful things about technology to help support our mission to create that space where people can feel like they can be themselves and like they have support. Um, and so that's probably one of the biggest things that I would love to see camps continue to consider. Um, there's also just been some camps doing really, really cool things with their social media presence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I think that social media is only a tiny little slice of what we do, I think for some people it really matters. You know, we've gotten a lot of feedback on some of our Vespers and reflection type videos, but it really matters to people and it's really helping them get through. And, you know, people aren't just in crisis when there's a global pandemic. People are kind of always uh, fluttering on the edge of crisis. And so just reminding uh, reminding camps that they can be that presence for people, even when those people have aged out of your programs or just aren't able to be involved for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Well, before we kind of finish out here, we do want to throw in uh, one last kind of topic. I know we said we only have three communities we were going to touch on, but um, I want to take just a moment to talk a little bit about self-care during times of crisis. Um, Crises can be exhausting and can wipe you out, like physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, And uh, I just want to take a moment to really acknowledge that you're not doing this alone. There are others out there who are working through this with us. Um, and I say us because we are all we are all working through this. Um, and if you know, on the broader scope of crises, um, most likely there's someone else out there who has dealt with the crises before. You know, the COVID nineteen situation is a little bit different. But um, but if you talk about you know ways we can prepare for crises, medical, you know, emergencies, bed bugs, etc. Like someone else out there has likely done it before. Um, so when it comes to crises, one of the biggest things that I do, and at least how I process them, is I reach out to my network and I just want to talk through the process um, and, and kind of get feedback and feel like I'm not on an island and making those decisions alone. And that's how I do it. And I know that everyone kind of processes things in different ways, but um you know, when we talk a little bit about crises, like don't forget to, to do some self-care when it comes to crises as well. It can be so, so important. Yeah, and I think when you are thinking about that self-care, just reminding yourself that that can be really little things. You know, if that is that you lay in bed for an extra five minutes uh, and that's your self-care, then that's great. 
um, and just really being intentional about taking time to do something for yourself. You know, one of the things that I have been thinking a lot about, I'm on furlough, as I said, and so I've been cooking a lot, and I love to brag about what I cook, and so I'll share out pictures, Mm -hmm. and I want to just, like, put a little asterisk by a lot of the things, and just say, like, yes, I cooked this nice meal for myself, and I didn't do much else with my day, because I think that a lot of times we see people's, you know, best versions of themselves on Instagram or on social media, whatever it might be. And it's really easy to think like, oh, everybody is doing better than I am at this. When I think the reality is that everybody is struggling and everybody has the, you know, the the side of whatever it is that they're sharing that is the, well, I did this, but not that sort of things. Mm-hmm. And I think just giving yourself that grace and that patience to, um, to take that time. And also, I, you know, I think that for me, one of the challenges that I want to have for myself is to be more open and honest about when I'm struggling. Because uh, I think that vulnerability can be really helpful. And you never know how much that can mean to someone who is also struggling and maybe feeling really alone or really unseen um, in that moment, because we're not always great about that as a society of saying, this is what's hard for me. Um, and so I love, I love your call to action on a little bit of that self-care and being patient with yourself. Yeah, for sure. We are, we are a community and a profession that's driven by empathy. Um, and as much as we are just constantly having empathy for others, don't forget to have some empathy for yourself. Um, especially in these times, uh, I know I have felt, um, sometimes, not always, but I felt kind of this self-imposed pressure to be hyper-connected to other people, to, you know, create a ton of online content, to really engage in all ways. And some days I'm like, yeah, I'm so on top of that. And then some days I'm like, nah, I'm really just going to lay in bed or, you know, I'm going to move from the bed to the couch and then back to the bed. Um, And especially during, you know, these types of really deep crises that we're in right now, but also just in general, like, um, you, you got to take care of yourself too. Um, and kind of recognize those, those moments if you can, um, and, uh, and do some self-care. So our call to action, our challenge for you listeners today is to do some self-care for something for yourself, um, in whatever way that works for you, because everyone is so different. Um, now you're talking about that you cook and I love that. I'm a big baker. I love to bake things when I get stressed. Uh, and it just kind of, I found it very relieving to throw things in a 350 degree oven um, and let them do their magic. So um, whatever you need to do for yourself today, take whatever that is and do some self-care. That's our, that's our challenge for you today. So we're moving on um, towards the end of our episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, circling back to the MAC conference, we will have registration for the conference opening this fall. We'll be sure to keep you updated here on the MAC cast um, where you can find all of that information. You can visit our website. That's ymcamacc.org. That's the MAC website. And that'll give you all kinds of great information about the different programs. And we're going to delve into those in future episodes, um, but just so you can get a little bit familiar with them. Things like the Rising Stars program and all of the other wonderful things that the MAC does uh, throughout the year, as well as at the conference in January. You can also find us on Facebook at Mid-America Camping Conference and follow us on Instagram at YMCA MAC, YMCA M-A-C-C. Nat, do you have any social media you want to plug? Yeah, so one camp that I think has been doing a really great job is uh, YMCA Camp Manitowish. If you haven't checked them out, they've got some really just like fun and funny things going on, and they just always do really nice work um, and are really great. Also, my camp, Camp Kataki, has our hashtag Kataki Worldwide effort, and so keep on looking for the different cool things that we've got going on there. 
Well, I'm going to plug Triangle Y Camp. Shameless plug. That's where I work. Uh, we're doing some fun things. Let's see. One other camp that I've seen that's doing some really cool things right now. I've been watching the Carson Connection. Um, so I'm going to call them out on the pod today. It's Camp Carson, and they have been doing some really fun campfires and ways to engage their kids and their staff on Zoom, and I think that those have been really cool. We would love if, uh, after you finish listening, you know, stay or stick around to the end, uh, we would love if you would go and review us, uh, send us your questions, subscribe, do all of those things that you do to your favorite podcasts, because we want to continue to chat with you throughout the year. It's one of our goals with this podcast is really to connect year-round. MAC is an awesome conference, but it's so much more than, than four days in January. Um, so we'd love to connect with our whole MAC community year-round. Um, and on that end, send us your questions. Send us the topics that you're really curious and interested about. And there's any, if there's anyone that you really want to hear from or uh, topics that you want to delve into a little more deeply, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you guys are the reason that we're doing this, and we're really excited to connect with you in this way. We'd also like to end our podcast in the future with a Mac story. So we want to hear from you. What is your Mac story? What's your camp story? Tell us a little bit more about you. We want to know about you and your career and your experience in the camp field. Um, so send us your stories and we'll have an example of one next time. I'm really excited to to delve into some Mac stories and some camp stories in the future. It's just been great chatting with you and I can't wait to hear from more people about what's going on in their lives. Well, we are looking forward to it. This concludes this episode of the Mac cast. Thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us next time. Until we're back together at Mac.